0: Well, good morning. good morning. Nice to see you here. Actually, it's nice to see uh, more people are joining us here. Great. Okay. Well, we're continuing on in chapter 2. So we're actually going to start in a new section. You know, Paul's been spending time talking about the the Gentile world. He's going to move into the the Jewish world now. So <clears throat> this is titled, The Jewish World Condemned. So this outline is kind of a combination of different people, a little bit of Macaulay, a little bit of my Bible, a little bit of other places, but hopefully it uh, gets the point across. So we talked about this condemnation of mankind, these 118 through 320. So Paul started off, he's, uh, he can, we've talked back in verse chapter uh, 1, he talked about condemning the, uh, the immoral man, so called. Then the last several weeks we've talked about the condemnation of the moral man. And I want to go back a little bit today, uh, one charted of review of that, talking about the conscience. That's such a great topic last week, and uh, I want to just kind of review some points about that, about man's conscience, which is pretty, it's pretty amazing what God has done for man. And actually, He holds man accountable for that, as best I can tell. And then today we're going to look at kind of three, actually there's. The Jewish world condemn kind of three points his possessions, and you might say his possessions that he has squandered or he's uh, he hasn't done well. The Jew the Jew has not done well as as most of mankind has not done well of the information God has provided to him, either through nature or through his conscience or when we showed through his the law. So the Jew through his possessions, his confidence in God, he wound up dishonoring God. That very last verse in twenty four. And then next week, we're going to get into circumcision. Mike's going to cover that and more condemnation. And then finally, the whole world will be condemned in chapter 3, 19 through 20. So Paul's making his case that that none can stand before God and say that that he can merit his his own uh, favor. So let's go back and look last week, this idea that the Gentiles... Uh, specifically, the moral man who thinks he's pretty good. He thinks he understands about God. So this being a law unto themselves, or the verse that actually I want to kind of highlight here is the verse, uh, verse 15. They show the works of the law written in your hearts. So what's that all about? And that's just such an intriguing thing. I, I felt I didn't do as much as I could have done that. So I'm going to repeat just one chart from last week. This is from, from Newell. So let's start off here. So in 14, Newell says, God here in verses 14 through 16 declares that there is a righteous work. That's a work of this writing. It's a work of the law being written in your heart. So you he just use the abbreviation, the work or work divinely written and maintained in all men's hearts and women, which they cannot escape because their conscience agrees with it. That's the inner working of this law. So, so God has placed, you know, he's placed part of himself, he's part of the, his divine law has been placed in man. I don't believe it's, it's not the entire law, but it's enough to, to hold man accountable, if you will. So this work is evidently what lies at the root of human conscience. The law of Moses has never been written in the hearts of the Gentiles. The only place you find that is in the millennial kingdom where he's going to write it on the, the hearts of the Jews. Um, this divine work this writing in men 's heart is present in all men. The moral and spiritual constitution of that came at creation basically two thousand years two thousand five hundred years ago before the law of Moses. The latter, the law of Moses, could only be the written expression of the work which he 's written in, in their heart so he 's saying here was pretty cool is that that God gave every man kind of a snapshot or Picture the work of the law written in his heart, and you, and you think about that. Even from our childhood, we all, even before we came to know Christ, we have a sense. Everyone has a sense of right and wrong. You don't have to be told that. That doesn't mean you don't do wrong. It just means that you know you know you're doing wrong. I mean, it's, it's there are some people their conscience we say seared have been that's happened, but in general, most men and women know what's right and wrong. And so that's what that's what Paul's talking about here. So that's a really cool part because we we've, we've had the the revelation that from creation now we have the revelation of man's conscience, and now Paul's going to take the next step and say, you know, this my wonderful chosen people that I called out, who I gave my law, they 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 have a problem too, and he's going to show how they're condemned as well. Okay, so let's go on here. So these are today's verses. So they kind of separate it into kind of a couple of sections. Uh, 17 through 20 uh, is kind of the possession and confidence of the Jew. And then we have 21 through 23 is Paul's kind of, he's sort of like a lawyer. And he's saying, well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And he, he really just, he nails them every time. You know, uh, do you steal? Do you commit adultery? He, he has a very pointed and then the bottom line, the sad bottom line, as Jim points out, that the name of God is blaspheme among the Gentiles because of you. Pretty, pretty sad testimony. OK, so let's get into it here. So first, we're going to start off here a little bit of, um, of grammar or I don't know, Greek, Greek grammar. Anyway, this is a conditional sentence in Greek uh, is used quite a bit. And you have a situation where you have if this happens, then that will happen. And so this entire section, 17 to 24, is one big conditional sentence. But it's kind of an unusual one, at least to my, to my understanding. So I'm going to give you an example of that before we actually look at this, the, the verses themselves. So here's a simple example. If John loves Mary, and if he buys her a ring, then he will ask her to marry him. So what's unusual here is not that that's kind of a, you know, I made that up. I mean, I, um, but it's just that the fact that there's usually there's only one piece of information in the if statement. In this case, we kind of have an and that connects two pieces of information. So you have if John loves Mary and he buys her a ring, then you have the conclusion. So now let's translate that to our verse verses OK, so using this, this is from a brother, Hal Malloy from 2006. So he talks about, but if this is your possession, so this is the possession of the Jews, their talk we're God's children, we obey the law, we're Abraham's offspring, and so on. And then the other part of that is here's their walk we do we do this and we do that we you know actually, what's bad is it gets into the fact that they they lie and they steal and they do that. so they have their talk and their walk, and the conclusion of that is Verse twenty four, the name of God is blaspheme among the Gentiles. So we're gonna go through both those through the whole each of these little bubbles here and you know, explain those parts of it. But we have the walk of the the professing Jew and we have the the, um, we have the talk and the walk. And you we know, hear it often, your walk should match match your talk. Well, the Jews that didn't happen. And that's no great news, but um, and it, it, and many times it may not be true of us, which is sad as well. Okay, the Jew's profession, your talk. So I'm just going to go through these first set of verses here. But if you bear the name Jew, and this could be called their possession, I kind of subdivided their profession into their possession and their confession. Okay, but if you bear the name Jew, and rely upon the law, and boast in God, and know His will, and approve the things that are essential, being instructed out of the law, and now here's her confidence, and are confident in that you are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of foolish foolish, a teacher of the immature, having the law, having in the law the embodiment of the knowledge of the truth. You know, if you look at that, that's just a wonderful that's a wonderful thing. You know, this is God's wonderful plan for the Jew. This is what he wants them to be, that they, they rely upon of the law they they boast in god they are, they're they 're light to the blind they're a guide you know, all these are wonderful things, but the Jew, because he never actually accepted god uh, he, he falls short of all these so let's look at uh, so b- before we do that let 's just look at the the name jew he says the name jew let 's look at other titles for for Jew and you know these well so this is from I think trench he says the Jew has three titles. He can be called a Hebrew, a Jew, and Israelite. So, first of all, the Hebrew distinguishes the fact that he is a Hebrew-speaking Jew to be, you know, um, set apart from a Greek-speaking one. Second, uh, for Gentile, uh, second to distinguish the Jew from the Gentile, we have the word Jew. That's his nationality; he's Jewish. And then thirdly, Israelite is the most, and, and this talks about the fact that he's God's promise. He's God's promised person, a promised race. He came from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's a mem- member of this theocracy that, that God created. And he's an heir of promise. All those names have significance in terms of identifying the Jew. Okay, so let's go on down to more detail here. You bear the name Jew. And just just to kind of close this out, this is that, that conditional statement, if then, is assumed to be true. If if you but if, assumed to be true, you bear the name Jew, and you do, on the positive side, they're my chosen people. They're the apple of my eye. You can, you can find scriptures that support that. But also you'll find that the Jews, especially in the time of Christ, were always after Christ. They always were in his face, so to speak. They persecuted him for healing on the Sabbath. He said, can't good be done the Sabbath? But the Jews were so... So focused on, on doing the letter of the law, they missed what Christ was about. So the Jews' confidence was in, in their heritage and not in the God that gave them his heritage. And you know, uh Bonnie and I uh um, watched this uh series, not series, but this um, if you're on YouTube, which everybody can be on YouTube, on your phone, any place in you know these days, come across this ministry from Israel called One for Israel. I've mentioned this a couple times. I'm not actually connected with them. I've mentioned it too many times probably. But anyway, what's cool about this, these are Jewish men and women that have come to know Christ as their Savior. And it's just so refreshing. And they're not wrapped up in the heritage of being a Jew in Israel. They're wrapped up in knowing Christ and excited about telling others about Christ. It's just the opposite of what of what's happening here. That They bear the name Jew. And, they're, and they see that they're God's chosen people. These people on one for Israel, and that God chose him, and that the New Testament is a Jewish book. This is a book about my Messiah, and they get so excited about that, and it's just really neat. So in studying this, I kind of thought back about those uh, series we watch with them. Okay, and rely upon the law, and the Weiss translation brings us across, and have a blind and mechanical reliance upon the law. Now, think about the Jew. I've forgotten the, is it the Mishnah? that they wrap around the law, they don't want to violate the law, so they wrap around the law, other other laws, so that they violate, if they miss those laws, which aren't God's laws, they won't violate God's laws. So they, they just go beyond reason, right? And we've heard that many times. So. Okay. So, so the Jew thought he could please God by being acceptable to God by his own righteousness, but if he kept the tenets of the law. and And boasting God, the Jew was honoring God with his lips but his heart was far from them far from him their worship or reverence was in vain and empty with no purpose in the sight of God and several of these i've gotten from our brother hal as you'll see it with the asterisks okay so let's go on verse 18 and know his will and it's actually the will i know the will so what actually people have kind of observed is that later on mike's going to cover this probably not next week but the following week in chapter 3, the Jews received the oracles of God. And those oracles, it seems like this may be speaking of that rather than, uh, than his will, his His word contains his will. So this could be speaking of the fact that they uh, they know his word or know his will. They were proud of his will or word. And, and again, the idea that they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They They speak these wonderful words like... I don't know if you watch the, uh, and maybe I should be a little bit careful here, but if you watch uh, royalty these days and you watch some of their services, and and they go through all these wonderful scriptures, and I just, I don't know, I just, I I hope they know the Lord. I'm not sure, but anyway, they have wonderful scriptures. Many times they have wonderful scriptures, and the Jews had wonderful message to tell, but their heart was far from the Lord. And approve the things that are essential or better, being instructed out of the law. Approve here is this word which we're studying in uh, uh, Docimazo is to test with a view to approval. But this is man's testing, not God's testing. <clears throat> they had a head knowledge of the law, but, again, their heart was far from me. The Jews had the most light, but still rejected Christ as their Messiah. Just think of the Jew. We just went through this, right? We've gone through the natural revel- that Jew had natural revelation, nature. He had his conscience, like so we just talked about, and now he has the law and he has the oracles of God. With all that information, he still missed. He still missed the Savior. Verse 19. And are confident that you uh, that you yourself are, and this is the confidence part uh, to persuade yourself. And this is in the perfect tense. It means that they were confident. They weren't just confident in the point in time. They were confident in the past, in the past and continued to be confident into the present and actually on into the future. But they were confident in themselves, not in God, which is sad. A guide to the blind. They were, they were, the blind, they were blind themselves in this, this verse that we all kind of probably have heard of. Let them, the Pharisees alone. This is Christ speaking. They are blind guides to the blind. If a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit. I think about today's world. <laughs> a lot of blind guides out there, <laughs> a lot of blind guides. <clears throat> a light to those who are in darkness. Look at the wonderful things that God called them to. Just uh, The Jews were to be a light to the Gentiles." And here's a verse that this is, was God's purpose for, for the Jewish nation. Isaiah 42:6, "I am the Lord. I've called you in righteousness." And I will appoint you to be a light to the nations. They didn't do that. But in their lives, they did not reflect the true God. They reflected their, their heritage, their Jewishness, if you will. Okay, verse 20. A corrector of the foolish. Uh, instructing, correcting via legalism, by all, crossing all the dots and the, the, the T's. They did not gain God's favor by doing that. Apart from the cross, and we, we learned that in, in, back in Corinthians several years ago now, all is foolishness. That, all that is foolishness. A teacher to the immature. This actually is to infants. And the infants here, I think, is speaking more of the fact that these are people that are um, non-Jewish. They didn't, have, they didn't have the law. They didn't have this revelation. So they are, they are a teacher to the immature. And what's interesting is, you know, we saw this in various places as we, as we study. Uh, you'll see that there are people around the Jews that realized uh, realized that they knew the true God. They, even though the Jews did a bad job, they realized they, they knew the true God. And they st- and they actually were many I think were converted early on. Gentiles that were converted, having the law, having in the law the embodiment or the form of knowledge of the truth having in the law the outward form of knowledge the truth that was a facade like you know the, the exterior of a building that's all it was not the internal part that you would want them to have okay so now we get we've gone through their their talk now here's their walk and what paul does for their walk or how they conduct their lives he he treats it like a courtroom he's going to start asking questions and I've forgotten there was some kind of series on TV or somewhere where I'm going to ask you questions now. There was some series, I can't think of it, I was going to try to think of it as a, as a side here, but where he says, now I'm going to ask you questions. Well, Paul's going to ask him questions now, is the, is the idea here. Okay, let's do, I'm going to read through it again, then we'll go on to examining the questions. And here's our additional information for the if statement. And if you, therefore, who teach another, do you teach yourself? You who preach, I'm sorry, you who preach that one shall not steal, do you steal? You who say that one should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob idol temples? You who boast in the law, through breaking the law, do you dishonor God? And you do. Okay, so now i want to kind of take those and flip those around and kind of make statements, charges, and we'll look through each of the charges. You're not, so basically, they were not learning. They're teaching, they're teaching God's, you know, quote God's word or God's laws. They're teaching these, you know, the, the, what God gave them, but they're not learning from them. They're not taking them in. And many times we say the teacher learns the most. Well, the Jews weren't, weren't in that school. They didn't learn the most. Hopefully you learn the most when you teach. The one who teaches another, always, learn, always learning and never coming to a knowledge of the truth. You can be learning and teaching, and but do you do you take it in? Do you believe it? Do you believe what you teach? Hopefully, we do. You are stealing. And this, here's an interesting thing is, and I had not realized this before. Constable kind of brings this forth. He points out that the Jews apparently. Would steal things from the idol temples. And I had not realized that before. And actually there's a commandment, Deuteronomy 725 talks about, there's a specific commandment that says, don't, don't take the booty. Don't take the, don't do that. But of course the Jews apparently did that. And there's a verse that, that actually we're gonna see later that kinda of points that out. They apparently would rob things from the idol temples. You're committing adultery? The one teaching others to not, not commit adultery, was himself an adulterer, and there's a, a passage that really kind of speaks to the fact of, of that. It's with the Lord with the woman, the woman caught in adultery. But actually, it says more in my mind about the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees than it does about the woman. The woman, she, you know, the Lord interacted with her, and she, you know, apparently that was, you know, that was a big change in her life. It was wonderful. So here's the passage, just a little snippet. They, the scribes and the Pharisees, said to him, Christ, teacher. This woman has been caught in adultery in the very act. If you read the rest of that passage, you know, Christ starts writing in the sand. And of course, you know, you can read commentary after commentary about what he wrote in the sand. But what's interesting is, whatever he wrote, they didn't like it because they all left. And and the Lord says to the woman, He says, Where are your accusers? And He tells her, Don't sin sin no more. So whatever he wrote, He wrote. So it appears that it fits this thing that they committed adultery. It wasn't unusual apparently, which is pretty sad. Let's go on. You were robbing temples. Now we're back to the same thing I mentioned before. The one teaching others uh, was himself uh, taking treasures from the Temple of Idols. And here's a passage that most people point to. I found this in several references. This is where Paul, he goes to Ephesus. And as usual, when Paul starts preaching the word, peace breaks out, right? No, a riot is a big riot and they're afraid Paul's going to be in. They tell Paul, don't, don't go in there. You'll be, they'll take you. And they'll throw." It. so basically I've forgotten who actually said this, but anyway, for you have been, so someone makes a statement about Paul and it's actually kind of insightful because it's going to point out that he is a different kind of person. So here's the statement for you have brought these men, Paul and the others here, um, here, who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of our God. So Paul's testimony and his associates was really interesting. Their testimony was they didn't rob temples, and they didn't actually blaspheme the pagan gods. They just told them about Christ, which I thought was kind of interesting. So the point is here that robbing temples was apparently more common than you might think, and basically it was uh, not uncommon. Constable points it, it was not uncommon for the Jews to rob temples of the Gentiles. You're dishonoring God. Paul is <clears throat> saying that the unbelieving, boastful, and prideful Jew was was disgracing God. Okay, so here's kind of a summary. It's a, kind of a summary of of the charges again. And, and actually, the first three points are just about the fact that that we complete we completed the if part. So the next part of this verse, verse 24, is going to be the conclusion, the then statement. And if you look at the verbs and all these charges, they're all present. They're all present, active, indicative, and kind of converting that into just a sentence thing. There's continuous action in the present, and it was by the, the the people who were doing it was the um, the Jews, and it's reality. They were really doing this. So Paul was not making an accusation, but stating a question that must be answered. And I think that's a, the procedure. If you don't I haven't watched Perry Mason recently on TV, but uh, <clears throat> in all those trial situations, you know where they say. So on and so, on. don't they ask the person, you have to answer the question. If you don't, you have to take the fifth or something like that. You have to answer the question. So Paul is asking the Jews here, here are my questions. You've got to answer these questions. The religious Jews who had not trusted Christ must plead guilty. Paul, the prosecuting attorney, has proven that the Jews who have a special relationship to God are guilty, just like the Gentiles. Okay, so here's the final verse. So, so this verse, let me just back up here for a second. Let me just read it first. For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. And Jim points out that's in Isaiah. So this verse is the result in our if-then statement of the Jews walk and talk. That's the, that's the end statement. So the Weiss brings us across, he uses the word revile. The name of God's been reviled, and that's the same word as blaspheme. It's actually, that word is not translated, it's just brought over from the Greek... Blasphemeo is the same word, it's blaspheme, to speak uh, contemptuously, contemptuously of God. And then here's a verse that just, I thought it was a dynamite verse. This just nails the, the Jewish Israel nation to the wall. So here's an, in Ezekiel, so Ezekiel's pointing out that when they came to the nations where they went, they profaned my, so he's, God's speaking through um, uh, Ezekiel here, they profaned my holy name because it was said of them so this is what the people said of the Jews that came these are the people of the Lord yet they have come out of his land they realize they left their land of Israel but I have but I have concern for my holy name which the house of Israel has profaned among the nation uh, where they went so their actions spoke so much louder than their words that it profaned God's name Pretty amazing. Okay, so now, final thought here. So, you know, this is a section we're going, we're going through, and we're, we're going to move on, and Mike's going to cover uh, another part next week, but let's just see a big picture here. The Jews believed, they, they believed they had three things going for them. They, they, were, they thought they had three things that kind of guaranteed them that God, in God's favor. They were given the law of Moses directly. They had been circumcised. They were talk about the women. That's a, that's a side. That's a, okay. They were descendants of Abraham. So those three things, they said, Boy, we got these three things. God can't be angry. we got those three things. We're good. But Paul is going, to, is going to show them that the law cannot save them. Circumcision cannot save them. That's next week. That's for Mike to do. And then we're going to eventually see that Abraham's descendants cannot save Being Abraham's descendants cannot save them. So that, that's, that's where we're headed. Hopefully this has been instructive. So let's pray. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings we have. Thank you for your, your thoroughness in, your, in going through and showing us that all men stand condemned before you. No matter who they are, what they think they have gained, they, they have to agree that, uh, that you are uh, a righteous judge and you judge righteously. But you also are a loving God and you provided through your son salvation for all those who believe. We ask it in his name. Amen.